Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name is Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. This week's no exceptions, we roll into another episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, this week looking at The Rock. Oh my god, The Rock. I mean, where do we even start with this? We are obviously talking about The Rock. Rock is a naturally occurring solid mass or aggregate of minerals. Humanity has made use of rock since the earliest humans. This can be seen in humanity's dedicating an entire period called the Stone Age. There you go. We've always celebrated it. <laughs> we're not talking about that rock? No, we're not talking about that rock. The musical genre? Uh, we could do. I could talk about that. I could chew your ears off. What about the island in the Philippines? Who is there? The Rock of Gibraltar. Oh, okay. What about Rock? Rock County, Wisconsin. What about the candy rock at the seaside? You fucker, we've got rock candy on it. <laughs> is it the rock in Cornwall? You're talking about the Rockies. Are you talking about Alcatraz Prison? Nick Cage. You're talking about The Rock, starring Nick Cage. Uh, we've done that. Oh, you're talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Of course the we are. highest paid actor. And we're going to be asking the simple question, why? <laughs> How? What happened? When? <laughs> All of the questions we will not answer. We will, however, exacerbately say, well, The Rock's had a career. How? That's something we're going to be talking about this week. And some would argue, how's it taken this long to cover The Rock? Someone that we've talked about his films, we've talked about Baywatch, we've talked about Skyscraper, we've talked about films like Hercules, we've talked about his newest adventures in Black Adam. We've often talked about The Rock. He's a you know a staple point of this podcast. His venture into the Fast and the Furious franchises, yes. for example. Yes, and, and the fact, mate, that apparently he's popped up after scenes credit of the latest Fast and Furious film, which I haven't seen, research, because I always go that extra step on these episodes. Well and he showed up setting up a sequel, mm. of which he'll be another spin-off with him and Gal Gadot. Two weeks in a row, Gal Gadot, go you. <laughs> go you. Is it, a, is it a Hobbs and Shaw spin-off? That's what my understanding will be, but no Shaw. Hobbs and Gal, oh, Gal Gadot's also in the Fast and Furious franchise. Apparently. I do not know. I, I, I stopped when they were stealing DVD players. I can tell you the exact moment when they stopped. Also, for they <laughs> I think it's all past the second one because there's a wrap. I've seen go. bits of other ones, but I'm, yeah. I'm not a Fast and the Furious guy. I will watch them at some point. I will get to them. But this week is all about the main man himself, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad films. <laughs> no, before before we start, you all right? You good? You had a good week? I am. I've <laughs> seen a whole load of other films that aren't The Rock based. I've got something for you that I wanted to bring up. And it's really getting to me. And it's not what this show is about, but it's it's entertainment. You and I are big fans of the big screen. You and I are sluts for the big screen. You know, I occasionally we talk about the small screen. Well, let's take that small screen with the budget of the big screen. I want to talk video games with you for just a minute. And the reason I want to talk about this is there's some shady practices going on in that there. Not Hollywood. <laughs> Don't know what you'd call the world of games. We'll call it not Hollywood. Games recently come out based on the intellectual property Dungeons & Dragons, and it's called Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of the Baldur's Gate franchise, yeah. So I'm a big Baldur's Gate fan. I played the second one, and we've been waiting numerous years this film has been... Uh, this game, sorry. That's going to happen a lot. I apologise. This game has been in um, the beta version, you know, like mm. the early access. So you can pay towards this before the game's completely released, and you will help pay for the completion of the thing. Makes sense so far? So far, so good. I'm with you. This week... It's, well, actually, sorry, because of how we record, it is this week, but you're listening to this now. <laughs> it's two weeks ago. Um, they have not come under fire. Other, other programmers, other developers have come out and said, 
Baldur's Gate 3, which has over a hundred hour storyline with seven things like 17,000 different endings, Billy, uh, like something like two millions of spoken dialogue in it. Some of which that if you play the game something like three or four times, you still won't even hear every bit of dialogue spoken into it because that's how vast it is. Mm. You can play any cast, different uh, race of people. You can do everything. They've come under fire from other people who have said that Baldur's Gate 3 is the exception, not the rule. And they've said Baldur's Gate 3 has done too much and has now put the gaming industry under pressure for delivering the same as Baldur's Gate. And to that, I say, fuck you. Because as someone who consumes your media you do not get to chastise those that dream for the stars. You're in the entertainment business. We should honour these people. They shoot for the stars and they've aimed there. Baldur's Gate is brilliant. I play it. It's phenomenal. It's some of the best. I only get, because of life, I only get to play about an hour a day. <laughs> some of the best four hours I've played in my life of a game. I'm involved. I'm deep. I love it. And for some of the predatory marketing that we see, so we'll take an example of the EA games and FIFA. There's no storyline there. They create football. It's one of the biggest franchises in the world, but they play like... They pay additional money to unlock other like footballers that they can put in their fantasy team. Yeah, F Video games are the only medium that after you buy it, you are expected to pay more for. Do you remember when you used to love video games and you bought a game and you got a game? Yeah, I mean, the big, the big one in my uh, knowledge was the Battlefront 2. Yeah. When that came out, the Star, the Star Wars game. Um, and you'd have to... Where you'd have to buy like Darth Maul. To so you could be playing an open world game yeah. And he spawns in, and you're like, "Oh, I ain't got him." And and it, it became a kind of a, a, an inequality because certain people could afford it, or they used their parents' credit card to exactly. buy characters. But then they shit canned it, and then the game got infinitely better when it when it you know wasn't. So this pay to win mentality is something that has broken an in industry, and it really concerns me because we are Western developers and Eastern developers are chastising this smaller company. So. Uh, I can't remember their names that made Baldur's Gate, but they are not AAA. They're not EA Sports. They're not EA Games. They're not They're not even a CD Projekt Red who did The Witcher. They are a smaller company that spent a lot of time in development giving the audience what they want. And I think it's something that could apply to other, uh, other mediums as well. Is we, the people that promise and try to deliver something that's different, they're the people we should support. And the reason I'm bringing it up on our film podcast is because that's what we should do. If there's a small independent film person out there you know, who's got a film that they love. That's what we should be supporting. Not the same old shit that we constantly seem to be talking about. We're going to be talking about The Rock. Now, that's why I brought it up. Is The Rock does a similar thing occasionally. I'm not saying The Rock isn't a good person. I'm just saying, take time out of your busy day. Go for something a bit different. Mm. Support the dreamer. And I think that's really important. Go out. It irritated me this week reading about, or oh, that's not the norm. It should be the norm. We should celebrate. We should try and make something different. Norm. We should try. There's no microtransactions in Baldur's Gate. You get everything. You get everything you need. The game's hundreds of hours long. We don't need any more. Thank you. There you go. That's my rant over. You didn't even mention when you were talking about your game developers, you didn't even mention Naughty Dog there. Naughty Dog. Well, Naughty Dog as well. They, they, were, they were a good example. When you got The Last of Us, and then you got The Last of Us Part 2. You didn't get The Last of Us Part Part 2 DLC. A different <laughs> ending, that type of thing. Look at something like The Sims. Right, so I did some research because I'm a proper nerd. I used to love The Sims. The Sims 4 came out 10 years ago. So it's already, already a game series that's 10 years out of date. EA have made it free recently. But why have they made it free? Because if you buy everything when it came out, it would be £1,000. That's all of the DLC, the stuff packs, the expansion packs, the additions. Over £1,000 on mm. a game that's 10 years out of date. Fuck you. Like, seriously, you're whoremongering stuff. A video game costs nearly £60 now. Or in America, it'd be like nearly $70. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. It costs £60. Why should I have to spend £60 and 
then buy additional content. And again, to, to bookend this, video games are the only medium that you can't always enjoy. So if you and I sit down and watch Ghostbusters, we can watch Ghostbusters. You and I can go get a book and I can see you've got James Nesbitt over there. You mm. could read that James is Nesbo, sorry, James Nesbo book. You he's, can read- he's also Joe Nesbo. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Just when you James you, Nesbo, I was like, do I? I didn't know he wrote books. So Joe Nesbo, I'm not really, it looks good. <laughs> so Joe Nesbo, you can read the book. Halfway through that book, there isn't a question that says, what are the themes? And then if you don't get the question, right, closes. <laughs> Video games, if you're not good at him, fuck you. Well, it could have been with the adaptation of The Snowman with Michael Fassbender. <laughs> and I would have gone, fuck no, this movie's trash. <laughs> so, uh, I've wanted to you know, it's not fair. I applaud Baldur's Gate for what they're doing. They should be the norm. Don't don't have a go with that. That's, that's deep, man, for five minutes in. Sorry, mate. I, you can been, tell it's your birthday soon. It's been really bugging me that. As well, as soon as I read it, I was, I was, I was livid. Yeah. Also, at the same time, the same time that <laughs> the main sports was dedicated by Harry Kane going to Bayern Munich, I couldn't give a toss. I was like, I'm so done with this world that we live in. And then lost 3-0. He did. Still hasn't won a trophy. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a sports thing. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I'm The good. Rock. <laughs> I'm the Rock. You've watched some other films. You want to start off there and then we'll get into I, The Rock? I've been playing catch up with some films that, uh, that uh, evidently one of us has a two-year-old and can't go to the cinema as much nowadays because yeah, there are no. certain films you've, you've, you've been able to see that I haven't been able to chip in on. Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 being the big one recently that I... That you, you Which up for- until very recently was one of my favourite films of the year. Yeah. But then it got barbied. <laughs> Well, we talked about Guardians in a special episode where we looked at the three and then I had to step away for you to talk about the third. I will say that I have watched it and I will say it's one of the best films I've seen in a long time. It's one of the best Marvel movies. It's it's so good that there's a point in it where where a character says, we've been, you, you know, even look, may as well look at the camera and says, you've been watching the wrong character this whole time. Yeah. And, and I thought, I can't remember the last time a trilogy did this. With a trilogy, the third film makes the other two look so different now. And I knew Rocket had a story. I knew there was a backstory there and I knew that we might see some of it. Not to the extent that you do in the third film. And there's layers in that film. So Guardians of the Galaxy picks up, the, you know, the, the Guardians after the blip, after Endgame, after the death of Gamora, but the replacement of a different Gamora. Who so doesn't you, know them, so she is kind yeah. of like completely... Their Gamora's gone. You've, you've got the introduction of Adam Warlock, the character that was hinted at at the end of Guardians 2. You've got a new big bad world creator god in many ways trying to make perfect civilization, but then will genocide when he's unhappy. So literally kill planets to go and rebuild new planets. You've got, you know, in terms of a trilogy, it ups the stakes like trilogies do. New big bad, new big storyline. I think what it does, it maintains the the James Gunn flair of just funny meeting great drama and great acting and heartfelt storylines and you can laugh and you can cry. This one is dark. I mean, I'm surprised that's a 12. I, you I, know what? I forgot to mention that on my, you know, when you mm. leave and you, whenever you, you, we have an episode, you was, oh, I forgot to mention that. I forgot to mention it's so much gorier than yeah. a 12 for a 12. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, without spoilers for those that haven't seen it, but the, there's a lot of there in animal cruelty and animal testing. There's deaths in it. There is, uh, you know, someone gets their face ripped off. Yeah, you know, there are there are scenes in it that are like I'm surprised this is a twelve. I I think in terms of Marvel, it certainly pushes the boundary, like Doctor Strange did. But Doctor Strange was in, like more of an implied horror. I suppose there was the zombie strange in it, but yeah, but still in this one, it's it's not it's not implied. No, <laughs> it's <yeah>. there. 
So I but I I loved it. I thought I thought you've sure. got a main story that's really interesting with a big bad. You've got two sides. You've got three side stories that I really found fascinating. Each time we went to either Rocket's story, you know, in his backstory, I was gripped. I I said time and time again the idea of your main character um, being in love with someone who looks like, talks like, and acts like the you know, but isn't that Gamora. That in itself is a standalone narrative that yeah. could have been at the forefront of this film. You know, and the and not just you because your heart it's directed and written so well because you're not on Star Lord's side. You side with Gamora. You're like you can't be expected to be someone who you're not, and to just you, you, do you know what I mean? Like fill the boots of someone. Like, and what does that mean to that person who looks like, talks like, and 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 was romantically involved with someone, and they're not that person? And and what really helps the story as well is I know it's the introduction of well, it's not the introduction, but Nebula. Karen Gillian's character is really good as well because she kind of accepts that this Gamora is different but she's still a sister Yeah. so she has a different relationship but she's also works with mm. the guy that can't let Gamora go did you love the beginning? yeah, yeah. so I so I believe I mentioned in my review the beginning like the opening two songs to Guys and Guys so you see it when he's clicking his fingers and the second one's one of the best openings of a Mr. Bright Side Mr. Yeah. Bright Side uh, this, Mr. Blue Sky Mr. Blue yeah you're uh, yeah by ELO. Yeah. There you go. I knew, so I, I, I knew music. You knew sports thing. I knew music I got, I got the killers mixed up with ELO. <laughs> but you get, um, in the third one, you get, it's very low energy and mm. it's like, Creep by Radio. Yeah. I think it's fucking brilliant. Like, the play on credits. Mm. I was like, oh, James, you're gone. And, oh, you've done it again, sir. And and then, then the Adam Warlock thing, which if I put, if I had 20 guesses, I never would have guessed that they went that way with Adam Warlock as a character and what they kind of created him to be. And his arc as well, although he gets less screen time than I thought he was going yeah. to, um, he does have an arc in it as well, which makes him quite interesting to see where he goes. It ends nice. It's got three acts that all work really well. There's a corridor scene, which is fucking brilliant. Last thing they recorded as well. And it was, it's, 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 it, when I saw that, I was like, that's a bit Aaron. That's a bit me and Aaron. Yeah, yeah, that's so very that's well done. The, the effects are top notch. The effects in this film, and I fucking went at the flash a few weeks ago it's, it's funny you mentioned that yeah because the effects in this are stunning there are some scenes which are just vibrant and beautiful and there are scenes which are kind of 80s inspired nostalgic popcorn uh, sorry um um uh, like neon like vomit you know on on screen you know i'm thinking like the nathan fillion scenes yes. there there are there are scenes with you know i can't remember the creatures but when they're in the pit with the free like yeah. The thing from the second movie. This is, it's like the, the squiddy thing type things. That scene, it, visually, I was like, this is stunning. This is yeah. all stunning. And it's weird because you watched another film this week that also has bad dodgy CGI. So is- let's move on to that then. So, <laughs> so Guardians for me, massive thumbs up. It was great. Brilliant film. The, Did the impossible made a trilogy perfect? It is. It, the actors don't necessarily think where you think they're going to end up as an audience, but they end up where they need to end up. And it's, mm. it's perfectly ended. And I thought, brilliant. And I watched that thinking, do you know what? I, I, I got, you know, everyone goes, Iron Man's my favourite, Spider-Man's my favourite. The Guardians are are amazing. Yes. You know, and Dave Bautista, I think, is brilliant as Drax. I think the whole cast, Karen Gillian, who you talked about, I, such a good character in Nebula. I think she's the one that comes out the strongest for this, purely because she is the next Hollywood. She's, mm. we talked about Jennifer Lawrence last week. She's probably near her A game. It's kind of, it's Cameron Gillian's time. Yeah, she's great, and and the whole thing I thought was really good. And yeah, Rocket as a character as well just made me fall in love with him even more. The, certain characters do get a bit. Of, your group gets obviously a bit of a sideline, but he has 
obviously he's... It's a tree, mate. And Vin Diesel laughing to the bank. Yeah. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I also then watched Ant-Man Quantumania, which I could have watched ages ago, but I just heard so bad things about it. But then there's a lot on the news, obviously, and in the media about Jonathan Mayers and things that are going off screen about abuse allegations and, and stuff like that. For, on 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 work alone, not on character, I've always been imp- impressed by his performance on screen. I think everything he's been in, I've quite enjoyed. He's very good in, in Creed 3. Yeah, and Lovecraft, I really enjoyed him in that. Um, I, I, I high hopes for him as Kang the Conqueror. Obviously, nothing has been determined from the court cases at the moment with his abuse allegations, so we don't know what's happening. We don't know. Certainly, Marvel aren't, or Disney, are not moving away from him at the moment. There's a film, one of his films is planned to be released to replace a bodybuilder that's get, still getting a December release on Disney+. Plus. So, um, he, he, but... It's a weird time, isn't it? Kevin Spacey should have found out guilty as well. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, I I I went into Ant Man really wanted to see more about Kang. Yes. So Ant Man is completely different to Guardians in that whereas Guardians created this world that I absolutely love and visually was stunning. Ant Man took me to a world that I didn't really care about. It didn't really look that impressive. No, it looks like a knockoff of space. And <laughs> yeah, and there's this. So it starts off with him obviously not being able to get past the fact that he's lost time with his daughter. And as I imagine any the dad third who, actor yeah. to play the daughter. And the worst <laughs> part in my opinion. Any any uh, any any person who loses time with their with their sibling uh, with their with their children, you know, obviously wants that time back and he'll do anything he can to get that time back. Our man's in a different place. He's writing books, he's a bit of a celebrity, he's still being missed. Mis, uh, misplaced for other superheroes by the locals, but you know, he's got whimsical, it's quite charming. In a way, he's also the last of... He's the most accessible Avenger. Because you've got to remember, Iron Man's dead and Thingy is passed on. So he's either a god who lives in a different place, a massive green man. You know, um, Captain Marvel lives in another plane of existence. So Iron Man's actually the only normal one left and accessible. Everyone's forgotten who Spider-Man is. So you could argue that he's the hero <laughs> because he's the only one that... And Hawkeye's so forgettable, you don't even mention him. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... So Peyton Reed returns as well to finish the trilogy and, the, you know, the, this involves them going to the quantum realm. Now, I will say there are two very strong positives to this. Uh, no, three, three things I quite enjoyed about, uh, about Ant-Man. Kang, uh, Kang, Jonathan Mayer's time as Kang is quite impressive. Yeah. Like does set him up as a big bad. I yeah. like the idea that he's trapped in the quantum realm. If I, I do, killed you before. That's a good line. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, lots of stuff line. like that that's really interesting. It makes him up to be this big bad in the incarnation that we see him in as the Conqueror. And I like this idea that Michelle Pfeiffer has kind of kept him down there. She doesn't want to talk. She's so terrified. She doesn't want to talk about him. Um, and them going down and getting stuck in the quantum realm may be the thing he needs to get out. And if he does get out, he's a world destroyer. So there's real peril and consequence to their actions. So I quite like this idea because this is the ultimate question nowadays, isn't it? Any new superhero or any new bad, you go, well, where was you? Yeah, where were you? <laughs> where were you when all that shit was happening? There was Kang. He was trapped. Okay, I can get around that. Weirdly, I actually thought Modok was pretty good in this film. I think you're standing on that hill alone, mate. I know. I, I'm with you. I didn't mind it. I don't understand his relationship with the door, though, because it's like they, they were... They were like the biggest adversaries. And in the end, he's like, he saves his life. Fuck his spoilers, I'm sorry. Like, gives his life to save her. And I was like, she was a fucking kid, mate. And you met her for about four minutes. Yeah. Shut well, the fuck up. There, was, there were no way, they were not getting Modoc out of the quantum realm. There's no way you can explain him floating around on Earth. Shame, it, 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 it. So, you, so you know where his arc's going. 
it was quite comical. It does look quite badass when he's got the uh, mask on. And some of the action sequences, considering what it is, it's a he- giant head with a tiny body. <laughs> it, like, they made it funny in the... Re- which plays into the Ant-Man thing, doesn't it? There's a bit where, like... There's a bit where his hand's stroking Ant-Man's face, and it's funny. And there's a bit where Ant-Man's like, what's with the little legs? And he's like, what do you mean? And it, it, like, and there's a bit also, spoilers, when he's dying, where he's like, well, at least I got to die in Avenger. And Ant-Man's like, yeah, sure. It, 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 so it, I actually quite like Modoc in it. I was like, the times I laughed were probably at the Modoc scenes, and it is quite funny. I like, you know, when they're in a quantum realm, I don't think I spoke about the positives of when they're in a quantum realm, I like the secondary characters. Is Richard Adewadi one of them? There's a, oh, I it could have been. I didn't get the voice, have, but yeah, it, it could have been. I liked them. I thought they were right, but they, they're in it in like the beginning of the second act mm. and they appear right at the end of the third act and in the middle, they're fucking nowhere to be seen. I thought they were okay. Yeah. Um, so, the, you know, so I like Kang. I like Modak in it to some degree. And I suppose the final thing that I liked about it was it, it created a... St- it created a story in because nowadays it's either world ending or yes. benign kind of stories, and I like that and it wasn't. Th- yeah, this was like, oh, this is something that only Ant Man could do. Mm. So that made sense because you, you in every other one they'd go, well, where's Thor? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where's Hulk? Yeah. So yeah, so it made sense. So logically, it made sense for the third film to be in the quantum realm. The things I have wrong with this film, well, I didn't complete waste of Bill Murray. Let's let's be honest. Let's, let's yep. go. Let's go with the, the big ones. If you say that, yep. the 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 best things about Ant Man is the is the look who's talking, Jack gag, uh, gag. Look, I'm tiny, and look at the size of this this like this ant, or look at the size of this Snickers bar, or whatever it is. Mm. When you shrink and and you, no, you and you've gone as far down as you could go and be shrunk. You've lost that gag in that gimmick. You're just a man now in a suit. You're just a man in a in a normal place because, yeah. because everyone's small. <laughs> and if anything, you're only actually impressive now when you get bigger. Yeah. So it's like, and also, how small can he go? Because in the first movie, they're like, oh, the quantum realm, you can't come back from. It's, it's you go small as you can get. Yeah, but, it's, but in this, he's still going smaller. Because it's a nano does, quantum realm. I don't fucking know, mate. He does that thing where he shrinks and then goes bigger and punches at the same time. He's kind of like weapon. Oh yeah, science. He yeah, uses science. So it's like, well, you're going smaller than the quantum realm, so there must be shrink down there, and it doesn't. And so I was like, okay, so I'm going with that. And and just visually, you know, looking at Guardians and how cool that looked, looking at Ant Man, I was like, it's not. There are some landscape scenes. There's a bit with Jonathan Mayers and um, and Michelle Pfeiffer in a, in a flashback, and it looks awesome. It, it like there's a landscape scene where they're talking, and there's you know the clouds and thunder, but is it you know and all, and but then towards the end, it's like I just couldn't buy that there's this civilization down there. Ultimately, was what it came down to. This like weird. It looked like kind of looked a bit Star Warsy. I was like, are we on Coruscant? Like with some of these scenes. Then how is it that some people are like tribesmen and others have got this like super technology? And I know that they say it's because of Kang. Yep. But that and that's the thing I liked. I think I think he's he's a portrayal of Kang, because we obviously saw it in Loki as well. So we've seen another variant of that character. Yeah. And and at Loki, I took my half to it. I said, I I love I love the Wizard of Oz thing. I want to know who's behind the curtain. Yes. I don't want to get there and then it, it end. It'd be me. Yeah. I, I, like, <laughs> you know, Loki gave you like 10 minutes of him talking and be like, yeah. this is what's going to happen. What you do now will affect essentially phase four. <laughs> and so I, I really like Loki and his character in it. And he's like, and he, he said the line in that, he had a great line in that. He's like, if you think I'm bad, you wait till you see my variants. Mm. He set up the idea that there are other 
dangerous ones of him. But I always get confused because I thought this Kang was supposed to be the worst. I thought he was he was badder than bad. You know, the other Kangs were terrified of this Kang. Well, no, he was he he became the vigilante Kang who was killing other Kangs in other in other worlds. This is not Kang the Conqueror. This is yeah. This was Kang the Conqueror. I, I thought believe. he was the worst. I oh, fucking no, you see. Well, this is where we're getting confused now because and really, I think he's coming back. Because because this one is post credit scenes. There are three. There's a fuck ton of Kangs, but they make they make three look three lives better because there's one. There's one ancient looking one. <laughs> there's one who's dressed up like an Egyptian mate, and he does, well, I could really gauge. It sticks out like the worst is like which one of these doesn't belong in this sci fi future? <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah, that one. Yeah, it's that one. <laughs> but then there's the one who looks like he's about to get like Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little Chinatown <laughs> Kang, and. It looks like a lot of the other Kangs are fanboying over that one. They're like, oh my God, it's he's there. So he looks ah, like the big, big bad. I think but he's must be the I think Conqueror Kang is the one that's going to, because you don't see what happened to him. I do think he will kill Ant Man in Secret Wars, and that's what will trigger a lot of the, um, a lot of the avenging, because we've got to avenge someone. So, so I had a big problem with the ending of this. It's one that kind of like, at the time I liked it. It was Iron Man 3, mate. I left that cinema. I really liked Iron Man 3. By the time we got back to your car, I hated that film. The taste soured in my mouth. He's leaving at the end and he's talking about, I've done a great thing. He's essentially whistling. He's, he's talking to the audience. He's breaking the third, fourth voice. We're getting an image and he's like, oh, I've done a great thing. But then he starts questioning himself and his, change, his face changes. Oh no, he warned about Big Bad. I've done something wrong. Oh no. And I was like, wow, they should have genuinely killed Ant-Man because where does he go from here? Because we've think, gone to the quantum realm. And let's be honest, we were disappointed. Yeah, I think they were going to kill him. Feel like they should have. I, done. I, I feel like there was a rewrite in there somewhere where where they were like, no, Rudd wants to stay on and he doesn't age, so let's keep him on. <laughs> no CGI needed. Yeah, and um, because it does feel like it set up that he was gonna he was gonna save Cassie because there is an end bit where a lot of them get out and he he stays behind and he delivers the line, "I don't have to win, we both just have to lose." Yeah, that's on the but they put that in their trailer and that's when I made that's. Genuinely, what I mean, I was like, oh, they won't kill him because it's too obvious now. Mm. So the obvious thing is to kill him off. As soon so, as they put that in a trailer, that's but, when I was. But then, but then the other obvious thing to do would be not to kill him off. And I said this in 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 the my prediction episode would be he then be the secret in the secret wars where he's like, I know how to defeat him because everyone thinks he's been dead all this time. Ah, right. Okay. And, and Ant Man comes back in Secret Wars. But maybe and, he just went to the quantum quantum realm. And he, yeah, the nano realm. The nano realm. And he's like, I, I know how to do it now. I figured it out. He's, he's, he's got a restart button on his boot. <laughs> you press down, down, up. <laughs> Special it's code. the cheat code, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really disappointed. I, I, I would never rewatch it. I, I can't imagine what mood I'll have to be in where I go, you know what? Ant Man 3. <laughs> it's, but, you know, guys are guys, so he's cracking. Yeah, that's that's the moral of it, really. <laughs> one of them I absolutely love. The other one I just thought, yeah. The Ant Man Quantumania, I wouldn't say was crap. Yeah, it's not crap. it's right. not for Dark World crap. Yeah. Um It's not Aquaman. That film's just boggling. Isn't I it? genuinely, genuinely don't understand how anyone likes that film or understands what the fuck is going on it. I'm tempted to make Esther watch that, and if she can explain it to me, that's not a dig at Esther, that's a dig of fucking that film. I still, I still, <laughs> what the fuck? Actually, no. Do you know what Ant-Man gave me, though? Ant-Man gave me the... There are certain things in cinema that I think that I'll die and I'll never fully understand. That is, I, is, it not, ne- is it not Julie Andrews watching the crap? Yeah. That, that's the bit... I, so... If, if your if you're kids... She, she came with a cameo in fucking... Mary Robbins. She came with the, the crap. I don't get. She's like... They say, you, you, you know, you, 
<laughs> your, your your kids one day get into film cinema and they're like, you heard about Julie Andrews? It's like, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know in, in, in like 2018 or whatever, she had to, she, she was back in the cinema. Oh, yeah. oh, was it the year that they did Mary Poppins? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah but I yeah. want it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it came out at the same time, but it was Aquaman. She's a big crab thing. <laughs> Well, it's odd, isn't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jason Momoa beats her so she can give him a stick, so she can give it to his mom. <laughs> Who's his mom? Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah, of course. Fucking. Who's the villain? <laughs> Who's the, the villain? <laughs> Patrick fucking Wilson. <laughs> so, um, so I'm supposed to be. What's more unbelievable? What is more unbelievable? There's three things in that film I generally can't get my head around. It's that Patrick Wilson could beat Jason Momoa in a fight, pretty high. Julie Andrews voicing the crab. Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren on a hammerhead shark with a ginger beard. <laughs> Why? Why would someone go? Do you know what? I don't believe it. Make Maybe it ginger. We need to do a new Maybe actually, Aquaman is a, is actually the greatest film ever made. But it could be. We all never know. Anyway, we'll maybe know. one day. Maybe one day. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that that's that's been the week really. I watched them two, and uh, I did I did watch a few others, but I'll save them for another week. So we've got that's the right. Rock to talk. We've got the Rock. And just before that, I've got another point I want to make. We were talking about CGI. Talking about CGI being quite poor recently. Yeah, man, CGI was quite bad. The Flash had some of the worst CGI from yeah. the babies to, oh, yeah. to Henry Cavill. And oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'm just going to tell you now, I rewatched, it was just on in the background. I believe it was on, I believe it was the summer holidays at the minute. So ITV2, I believe, have had the Harry Potters on basically constantly all summer holiday. Yeah. And they were playing the fourth one, Goblet of Fire, which came out in the early 2000s. I like that one. I like they that one. They grew their hair long, James. They, they all emoed up. And there's a scene in it where the dragon is basically following Harry around. I was like, do you know what? I, I was the CGI holds up. What the fuck has happened to CGI that that holds up? The CGI now looks like bollocks. <laughs> what happened? Because if you rewatch Jurassic Park, it's better then in 1994 than it is in 2023. I could test you at 93 Jurassic Park. I didn't see it till night for my apologies. <laughs> and also a lot of them were animatronics. They did build they them were, to scale. But even the bits that were CGI, like the bits with the Velociraptor jumping up and trying to clip the old blonde girl whose name I've forgotten in the uh, vent, still holds up better than fucking... True. Henry Cavill. Now, why why did The Rock come into my mind when you messaged me going, what shall we do on our episodes and I said The Rock? Going back to last week when you sent me pictures of the worst CGI Henry Cavill ever, I found a CGI picture that was arguably worse. That's right, I went to The Mummy Returns and we had a certain Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the Scorpion King and that was my reply as the worst CGI. So now, Aaron and I, like 20 year relationship is now based on sending pictures of the worst CGI imaginable. But however, to our main event and what got us talking was, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the most popular media personalities of recent years, expanding from the sport of professional wrestling, moving on to acting and producing. During this period, Dwayne has become a New York Times bestseller, opened his own production company, owns a professional American football league, not team, his own league, league <laughs> and has twice been named most influential person by Time Magazine, showing that Time Magazine is one of the most useless things in existence. Dwayne's father was one of the first black tag team champions in WWE history and spent a large part of his childhood around the wrestling world. It was therefore unsurprising that after being cut from his football team in college, that Dwayne would head to the world of professional wrestling to make his fortune. Debuting as a super clean cut character that paid homage to his Ancestral Roots Dwayne, or Rocky Maivia, as he was now known, was pushed down the audience's throat. He made his debut at Survivor Series and won his first title, but a few months later. The very important Survivor Series, there's only one other big character that made his debut at the Survivor Series, and that was The Undertaker, mate. There you go. Wow. During see, the- I wouldn't date them as far back as that. I mean, see, I've, I watched wrestling growing up, but I, I see Undertaker as like, in my, in my 
canon of of wrestling as as one of the originals. Obviously, oh no, well sorry, I meant I meant at Survivor Series, debuting in Survivor Series is a big thing. He, they didn't at the same time. Don't take it was right. Was right, around oh, right, time, right. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just saying debuting against the Survivor Series is a yeah, big. That's thing. where you do it, right? Um, during this time period, though, so mid '90s, mm. <clears throat> the world of wrestling was changing. During course to the rise of the NWO. Oh yeah, I remember that. The ECW. Yep. And society as a whole, with audiences and young teenagers now being more impressionable, listening instead. Not really anyone didn't care about the Beatles, mate. They were into grunge. Mm. Audiences I still am. <laughs> yeah, you are. Audiences began to reject <clears throat> sorry, began to reject the goody two shoes character of Dwayne as they hailed anti-heroes such as Stone Cold Steve Austin and Degeneration X and the NWO. Audiences began to chant it began to react to the character with chants of die, Rocky, die. And creatively, the decision was made to turn the boy wonder heel. Now, I imagine you're wondering, it's very interesting, James, why are you bringing this up? Well, this turned out to be the decision that would create Dwayne The Rock Johnson as we know him now. The Rock was born, a frat boy with an acid tongue and captive aura. The Rock would destroy opponents on the mic and became one of the fans' favourites. When top draw Steve Austin was removed from television due to injury, it fell onto The Rock to maintain the WWE's lead over the WCW in the Monday Night Ratings War. This was the hottest period of wrestling, and, found, and wrestlers found themselves on adverts, talk shows, music videos, and the small screen. Wrestling was hot, and it was everywhere. Mm. Sellout audiences, hilarious promos, and a great screen presence helped The Rock grow as a performer. As time went on, The Rock would get more and more offers to star in television and movies. In 1999, he got his small television debut in that 70s show and The Net. But it was in the 2000 when he appeared as the champion in Star Trek Voyager, where he made his biggest impact, was, yeah, yeah. giving a rock bottom to Seven of Nine. Good. I fucking hate Seven of Nine. She ruined Voyager, but it was kind of ruined on its own. Hollywood would come in for The Rock just a year later when The Rock made his big screen impact in the greatest CGI ever made, The Mummy Returns, as the Scorpion King. Even as a young kid, I remember being like, that's a wrestler. That like, a- that was my way in. I mean, I, I, was, I was a bit of a Smackdown kid, James. I was a bit of a Monday Night Raw. Well, watched, you, it's was- funny she's made Smackdown because what's that named after? The Rock. The Rock. The yeah, Rock yeah. was like, lay off the smacketh and downeth and then mm. create their B show after it. The Rock was fucking hot, mate. Oh, he was, yeah. Rock was hot and he's, uh, you know, history is written by the victor and they oversell his role of basically being WCW. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah. But The Rock is probably arguably the biggest, like, personality to come out of wrestling. We can talk about John Cena, Hulk Hogan being better wrestlers, but The Rock is now more famous for being a movie star than probably a wrestling hero. And he did kind of like help define the attitude, of, is, which is, is the biggest. I, I didn't. I I'd left wrestling by the time John Cena came into it. So he's, yeah. was John Cena a good wrestler then? Well, no, I think he's more of a person. There's always like the face that runs the place, and it was Hulk Hogan in the eighties. He was the biggest name. Then it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. But history now tries to rewrite to say that The Rock was like the same level as Stone Cold. Don't get me wrong; he was very hot and very popular. And there was a year where Stone Cold Steve Austin obviously famously broke his neck. Mm. Uh, and had to take a year out, and he kind of carried, <laughs> he carried the torch. Well, Kurt Angle, mate, won a gold medal with a broken frigging neck. Anyway, I never heard that story. <laughs> this isn't a wrestling. This isn't a wrestling show. Um, so he was, he was, he was incredibly popular. You cannot, you cannot do this. But weirdly, and this is where it blurred the lines because he went away and started doing television shows and movies. His time in the wrestling company was lessened and fans began to boo him. So he developed a Hollywood persona, becoming Hollywood Rock, where he would take calls from his agent, not appear on the TV when advertised, basically becoming a bigger hated figure 
which then in reality made audiences love him when he played up to it because The Rock was brilliant at reading people. That's why The Rock is one of the best people at promoting films, because he can engage in a reaction and understand what an audience wants. When selling a film, we actually see the wrestler The Rock talking about what he knows will sell to an audience. He was one of the first to promote films for viral videos, especially with his friendship with our uh, fuck Kevin Chris Rock, or whatever it's Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart, <clears throat> when... <clears throat> Instead of the film Central Intelligence, I remember them bungee jumping and the videos that they did to promote it instead. Yeah. Don't even remember that film. But I do remember them pissing about abseiling and stuff like that. The Rock has become a media darling with the uh, option to command some of the highest salaries in Hollywood history, despite the fact that his films don't always equal a, a critical or commercial gain. So, or, or very rarely. Well, critical, very rarely. Yeah, it, it, he is... But I did remember reading that this is something that he's on course to join the top 10 of most bankable film stars. Mm. Which Samuel Jackson lost recently to Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. They're, they're always back and forth. They're all back they? and forth. But Harrison Ford's time is back up. Anyway, so that's a little bit about The Rock. Let's start off in 2001, The Mummy Returns, where he played the Scorpion King. And I'd like to point out, he played for him for a good three minutes at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you know when I watch the do you know when I watch the Mummy Returns? Do you know what I really thought? Guy, hope he gets a spin-off. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like these three minutes don't give me enough character development or arc. I, so, I need to know the backstory to the villain of the Mummy sequel. What's really funny is he, he comes out at the end and he's a he's a scorpion. Yeah, with with the Rock's kind of face. On it. <laughs> is it? But 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 the Rock was fucking massive. Just have the rock come out. Yeah, that's just as terrifying. <laughs> now I'm I'm a big I'm, I'm a uh, I'm a big fan of anti uh, sorry reverse centaurs. Is that um, I always think we're lucky centaurs are the way round that they are. Why do you always wait till I'm fucking <laughs> drinking? You absolutely <laughs> no, do you know what, like world would be different. So let's let's put that theory to the test. A centaur was the other way around. Human legs, <laughs> yeah, horse body, <laughs> yeah. Right? Do the same with a mermaid. Yeah. Mermaid head. Fish head. <laughs> with real legs. We're terrifying. <laughs> We're lucky the scorpion wasn't the other way around, where it was scorpion head. <laughs> on the rock. With the rock's, rock <laughs> with his legs. I think that would have worked. Actually, <laughs> having, I've talked having, myself into having, it. Having seen the film, I would have much rather... <laughs> it would have been easier, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, 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 I don't mind the rock. I don't mind the moon returns. And it's, it's a weird scenario where... The dodgy CGI now enhances the viewing experience because it is so laughable. Yeah, because uh, uh, I mean it is PlayStation graphics. It fucking that's light, you know. I remember, yeah. I remember Resident Evil being better. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember the Scorpion King game on the PlayStation. Fuck fucking off. rock hard that game was. Hardest game of all time is fucking Lion King on the Sega Mega Drive. I, I don't no, know. I don't know. Actually, Harry Potter collecting the coins on the first oh, game. That, yeah, yeah. In the Gringot, in the Grim, Gringotts, mate, oh, mate. Yeah. I fucking, I think I destroyed controllers. I, I've, I think it's though one of the Tomb Raider games where like level two's in Venice, and it's, it's so hard. <laughs> it's level two. Um, yeah, Scorpion King, all that. Okay, it's, it's entry level. I'd like level. to point out the first three minutes are actually pretty cool. You know, where they tell the story of him, you know, being betrayed and. Mm. So he eats the scorpion and then gets a ghost army. But as soon as he as soon as he takes over the world, and Opus is like, right, your soul's mine. He's like, he didn't enjoy it, did he? No time. <laughs> it's bullshit. And he does have command of the army of the dead, which is pretty cool. And so what we get from Scorpion King is the Scorpion King's quite evil. You know, he makes a deal with the essential Egyptian god to basically destroy Egypt. He wants to raise it to the ground. Which is funny, because in 2022 in the Scorpion King, 
and his first lead role. He's a pretty good guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, so something's missing here. I want to see Scorpion King 2, which there fucking is. The Rock is no way near it. I don't know what happened. Mm. Um, Scorpion King was all right. Scorpion and it, box office was all right. Yeah, it was all right. But again, yeah. he's got that, he's got that wrestling audience crowd that are going to yeah, come they into wanted it. to see. It was a big one. Also, I'd like to point out, two thousand and one was when he retired. When he had his, his, the biggest wrestling match, I believe he had to take some time off. The beat WrestleMania seventeen, he just lost the title to Stone Cold Steve Austin. One Austin turned heel, which is like the biggest pay per view event. It's one of the best pay per views of all time. He took time off that to record this. So there you go. There you so go. Is it at the, the time, you know. is, the time two thousand and three, the rundown. Gonna be honest, not seen it. No, but I tell you what, I have seen, and you and I have discussed this at length personally. And it seems weird that in twenty twenty four, you and I still fondly remember a film from two thousand and four called Walking Tall, and my notes, the one with wood. <laughs> yep, it's the one with the two by four. I'm certain it's a, I'm certain it's a remake of some some kind. Yeah, probably. It's got Johnny it. Johnny Knoxville in it, and everyone's favorite Neil McDonald. Do yeah, the one who won't uh, like touch another woman on screen because he won't be unfaithful to his wife. He's probably picked the wrong career. I was going to say the one with the piercing blue eyes, but I wow. was going to say with the peroxide blonde hair that you can see from fucking space. <laughs> and he also played Bison in a he in a Street Fighter sequel, and he was known as the bad one, yeah. <laughs> the bad Bison. And I think I think he's also he played a. Um, was he in Captain America? He is. I know he's the one, one with the mustache. I know he's in Wonder Woman as a World War II. Fuck off, is he? I yeah, believe he had the mustache in Captain America. Oh, I could be getting them mixed up. Yeah, there. he has the, the curly mustache. Yeah, but I, I thought he was also in Wonder Woman. Oh, he could wrong. be. He also got shot in the arse in Band of Brothers. I was going to say he was in Band of Brothers, and that's my point, is that they could all be tied up. It could be the same character. Um, he is. Um, the, the Rock, you know, takes the law into his own hands. He, he goes back home. Where's he been? Don't question it. He used to be a bad egg. But there's a He's casino. Been in the military, mate. Mate, they don't. Oh, is it? That's what it was. Okay. But you know the sawmill? The sawmill was this entire city, this entire town revolves around. It's been shut down, mate. Now the money is coming in through casinos and everyone's living under the thumb of constantly gambling at the casinos. That's called progress, mate. That's <laughs> called capitalism. You know, people are buying less wood. We live in a different world. And he decides to get his own back by smashing up a casino with a bit of wood. But. He's a hero because at one point he could have chosen a shotgun, but he decides to go down the pacifist route of picking up a bit of rebar, I, I, battering shit out of the place. I quite liked it because it was it was uh, the rock. I was sold down the river that the rock put me on. In that I saw the rock on Jonathan Ross, and he. We're going to talk about this a lot. The rock is a master at sales. Hey, do you want? He's a salesman. I'm going to save that point that you're about to make because the first example I've got is of that. Yeah. So he. But I remember with Jonathan Ross, he clearly had in his head from himself or his PR team, because he keeps going back to this answer. He kept going, he kept going. It's a, it's a film that strips away. You know, even even then, this is before all the Marvel films were really kicking off. He said it was a film that goes back to a bloke coming back to town and using a piece of two by four to clean up shop. No guns, no nothing like that. Just goes back in, and then. The, John Frost is asking questions and he's like, no, it was really important that it wasn't about guns. It was about a man using his hands and a two by four. And it, it, it was like rehearsed answers. Yeah. And I remember watching that thinking like, I want to go watch this film. I want to go see it where a man takes law into his own hands with, with a with piece of wood. Johnny Knoxville at the time. Do you know what? I was gonna, the point I was going to make, the, the most 2004 thing about this film is the fact that Johnny Knoxville's on it. Because I'm sure around this time he was in Men in Black 2. Yes. <laughs> and that was it. Um, it's 2005 when he we get to see him in Be Cool, which I always I didn't think he was in Be Cool. Yeah, yeah, he was he? Yeah, he's got the afro in this. 
I always get confused. Oh, Get Shorty is the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get so Shorty, because, get the sequel, Shorty because the sequel. Which is fine. I don't really remember him in this. But you know what you were just talking about? So the, one of the big things about The Rock, and you've always been a big, like, you always shine a light on this, is The Rock will promote the shit out of a film. Then as soon as that film is kind of finished its run, it, the knife's in the back, and he's like, wow, that was a piece of dog shit. Yeah, there we go. And oh, you win some, you lose some. In 2005, when he released Doom, mm. is the biggest example of that, because... Because as soon as Doom was finished, he fucking turned it and stuck the knife in that film any which way he could. And obviously the biggest shock about Doom is, and I don't know how you feel, is the Doom guy, I genuinely thought that's what we we're going to get. The kind of surprise is The Rock isn't the Doom guy. Carl Urban's Carl the Urban, Doom yeah. guy. Uh, but Doom, you loved him. He's in your top five films of all time. Right? Oh, of course, yeah. I think it's uh, Rosamund Pike's <laughs> best film. Um, I always say this, Carl Urban, I don't want Dread 2. I want to see uh, him return to Doom. In fact, I want it to be the other way around. I want the 98 minutes of it being first-person shooter <laughs> and just two minutes at the end of uh, wide PO, uh, wide shots. But no, Doom is Doom is terrible <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. And the only good thing from Doom is, I think, wasn't it, wasn't it Resident Evil once? <laughs> uh, their, their official Twitter was like, wow, we have the worst movie adaptation. And then whoever runs the Doom one was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, didn't the rock? The rock said something like, "Oh, it's the best film adaptation I've ever done." When he did uh, Rampage, and then Doom were like, "Yeah, uh, um. yeah. <laughs> Do- Doom is terrible." The- going back to him promoting a film and then putting the knife in, Baywatch is the big one. I was going to say that's what, but I remember him because- doing it for- in Doom. Uh, sorry, in. I, I don't want to do this because he's an act, we're talking about him as an actor but he went to wrestling to induct his father into the Hall of Fame and during that he had a speech about how shit Doom was and he was just like you fucking prick let's be honest if it wasn't for films like that mm. you wouldn't be the superstar you are now also on the Royd scale The Rock is about a six by now <laughs> oh mate he's massive now <laughs> he's, oh, no sorry mm. 2005 he's, he is lightly using steroids <laughs> for definite <laughs> joking libel it's a joke. He doesn't use it. Definitely, definitely not on the. No, rights. no, that's completely natural. You get, honestly, if you just eat enough eggs, James, you'll look like the Rock. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I don't understand about alpha males that go to the gym all the time? They're like, like how fucking. You know how early they get up? What time do they go to bed? <laughs> it's like I got no time to sleep. If you're sleeping, you're not working out. If you're not working out, you're not at work making money. And you're just like, oh fuck this! I want. I need eight hours. All right, I'm fucked. I, I, so, <laughs> I need eight so hours. So I think he does the best one where he goes. Um, he's given one of his speeches, and he's like, he's like. Uh, you have 20 hours in a day. He goes, uh, you already sleep for four. If you take longer, sleep quicker. <laughs> That's <laughs> good <laughs> advice. <laughs> that is it, yeah. That's good advice. In 2006, Southland Tales and Gridiron Gang. I remember someone telling me that one of those films was brilliant and the other one was shit, but I've never watched either because I don't know which one's which. I've seen Gridiron Gang. Yeah, I have seen that one. That's the American football one. It's the Southland Tales, the one where he's up against Sean William Scott and uh, not Michelle Pfeiffer, Sarah Michelle Geller, I think. I've not seen that. No, I've not seen that. Um, Gridiron Gang. I mean, the f- a film about, you know, American football, The Rock, it kind of naturally makes sense, doesn't it? Stick to that then, because in 2007 comes the game plan. <laughs> Do you know what film I've just realised I haven't put on here? The when Tooth Fairy? The, when the fuck was he in The Tooth Fairy? Because I've not written that in. Not yet. No, he hasn't done that yet because he's still got Get Smart. It's all right. It's fine. It's not his film, though. It's Anne Hathaway's and uh, Steve Carell's. Yeah. He's fine. But Rich, Race to Rich, Rich Mountain, which is the meme film. Yeah, there is a very <laughs> popular meme from this. So one. I've never seen that film, but I've seen the meme. I'm not joking about billions of times, and it's quite funny. I have got a tooth fairy. That's fine. Oh, thank God. I got him. 
Um, 2009, he obviously had Planet 51, which did a voice, but 2010, which is genuinely, I think, the first year where The Rock really performed at its peak of Tooth Fairy. Disney saw this hunky man and thought, I'm going to Disney the fuck out of you. Recently, around that time, they'd also Disneyed the fuck out of Bruce Willis and gave us the, the criminally underrated The Child, which... The, the kid? The kid, sorry. Mate, which, I which is, the kid came about 10 years before this. Oh, did it? Oh. Having the kid... Having the kids... The, the kid was old. The kid's one of those... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's retired, that kid. <laughs> um, I think the kid was... The kid was part of Bruce Willis's four-film four deal yeah, after, I think, the, I think after right. the Brooklyn Boxer went. So. Never forget, though, that that film doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> but this was around about the time when there were Vin Diesel in The Pacifier, wasn't there? Yes, that was it. So, The Tooth Fairy. Yep. You, you can tell it was 2010 because... Disney Stephen Merchant was in I was going to say Disney didn't go with Ricky Gervais though it was Stephen Merchant <laughs> um, but the other guys which is great he, he plays cast with Samuel L. Jackson and uh, you know you love the other guys and the phenomenal scene where they jump to their death is the most rock and Samuel L. Jackson scene of it's all brilliant. time it's fantastic and I can tell you now if we're doing a top three Faster might be on the list a man out for revenge against, uh, I think he's just called The Driver. And it's all these different people that have wronged him throughout crime. It's also got um, Billy Bob Thornton in it, playing a cop who's trying to hunt down all of this thing. I'm going to tell you, that film actually was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think I'd seen that one and quite enjoyed it, actually. I yeah. like Faster. He's he, you don't know his name. Yeah, yeah, I believe that he actually didn't do the crime he was committed for, and he's, he's after revenge for his brother. But uh, do you know what's really weird about The Rock's career now? Is in 2011, he was in Fast Five. I thought this came much later. Like, I thought Fast Five was only his established name. The Rock, so far, hasn't given us that film where you go, oh, he's A-lister. But what's really weird is by 2011, he was already commanding one of the highest fees in Hollywood. For what? <laughs> like genuinely, like like I know at the well, beginning it's not his performance, it's on it's, it's on what he's bringing, the people he's bringing to the screen. Yeah, those wrestling fans. Yeah, those yeah all those wrestling fans that tune in and see the Tooth Fairy, they couldn't get enough. Mate, they <laughs> fucking loved it. I'm going to tell you now that this starts a weird time. 2012, Journey to the Mysterious Island. Didn't even see the first one. <laughs> don't don't know. But I know that it's well appreciated. 2013. Well, that, that's the one also that was moderately 3D, wasn't it? Was it? Take yeah, I think it. it was. Because there's a bit where uh, I think he bounces a berry off his peck and uh, it was supposed to look like it was coming out of the screen. I think that had a, an element of 3D to it. Jesus Christ, add another mill. <laughs> add another mill. But now I'm going to tell you now, 2013, he is the most paid man in Hollywood. Again, I couldn't tell you why. For films such as Snitch, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Pain and Gain, Fast and Furious 6 and a film called Empire State which I had no idea but the Fast and Furious franchise is at 6 at this stage Pain and Gain is actually a film I quite enjoy it's a Michael Bay film that doesn't allow him to have any explosions in it so it forces him to do every other one of his cliches naked women you know mm. men on drugs I think Pain and Gain is fine but G.I. Joe Retaliation is a war crime in some films because it's so bad if this is a film that even fucking like, I know Bruce Willis is in it and he's the original Joe and the film is about that. But Channing Tatum went like that of this series so bad, they killed him off in the first 20 minutes. He was like, I've got to get out of this franchise. I fuck me dead. I think I saw the first one. I think they're all right. Is I, that, they're fine. One got Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the villain in it. Yeah, that's the one. He's on the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. It's also got um, Doctor Who and he played the bad elf. Chris Freckleston. Chris oh, Freckleston's right, yeah. in it as well. So was the... Uh, Voss bad elf. Voss Voss Voodoo. I can never remember the the mummy from the mummy from the mummy returns. He's yeah. also in it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, Pain again. I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, no, I, I didn't think you did. It's, do you know what's... It's too Mark I mean, spoilers, The film came out in 2013. Yeah. It did. But, do you know at the end when they get the death penalty? Yeah. I was a bit like, oh, shit. Like, they... The way that's delivered, because obviously they, they, they it's you know, quite it's, comical, isn't it? When, when in reality, what happened was fucking horrible. a heinous crime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and detestable people as well. I mean, particularly Mark Warburg's character is. Do you know what? I, as soon as you said that, I actually agree with you. It, it feels weird to have liked that film when it kind of takes a really serious. It's not like Schindler's List has got like a pie a, a pie throwing contest in it, is it? Is it? It's like this is dark material. Yeah. It's dark enough. You don't need to. They killed Tony Shalhoub. They don't kill Tony Shalhoub. They try to kill. They Tony try Shalhoub. to, and and then Anthony Mackie's the third one, the aspiring bodybuilder. Yeah, it's the first film I've ever seen him in. And then yeah, at the end when they're doing the Mackie gets jail time, they but do they actually get the death penalty, and I was like, they do actually. Christ. No, I think I think the Rock's character basically betrays them. He doesn't betray him. He turns state's evidence because he finds mm-hmm. religion. The other two do get the death penalty. You're right. Yeah. Well, don't worry because bearing in mind that. We're only in 2014 now. I don't know how, and you're going to have to explain to me. We only get one film, Hercules. Or oh, I've only written one film down. Hercules, which was a fucking critical bomb. Yeah, I remember Hercules. So at this time, and I think this was the film as well, where The Rock started coming out of the gym looking massive. I've got it I down mean, as 2015. We're on a nine out of 10 steroid yeah. <laughs> Oh, actually, Pain Again, obviously, because he, yeah. he was playing bodybuilder. But I remember, I remember Hercules coming out, and... I, I I do actually quite like what they tried with Hercules. Is, is they tried, they did a film with, about Hercules where he wasn't that you know the 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 he wasn't Hercules. the son of a god. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he was he was a propaganda machine to to rally up morale for war troops. In that he, he had all these stories about him defeating these monsters and these villains, and he wears the lion head. But in actual fact, he didn't do all those things. Yeah. But if you went into army with him. You'd think, oh, I've got her- we've got Hercules, we're going to win, and so actually, it turns a it turns a quite good story it's different. into it. John Hurt's in it, Ian McShane's in it, Joseph Fiennes is in it. Rafe was busy. <laughs> Rufus Sewell, who just looks like a villain, he's a villain. Do you <laughs> know what? He was perfectly cast. Do you know, what? I never even saw an episode of The Man in the High Castle. But as soon as I saw, I was like Nazi, <laughs> like definite, definite Nazi. <laughs> yeah, he's. he's there's a lot about Hercules that you'd think would work and, and it could could, could <laughs> move point. the rock into a dramatic role where actually, like I say, but then I remember being in the cinema watching it and being like, oh, this is shit. This is, do- this is absolute dog shit. Like, it looks terrible. It was at that time as well where cinema was obsessed with mythology mm. and you're getting, uh, and, and it wasn't biblical. the first Hercules from that year, was it? There was another one. Mate, you know, but when you got all them films like Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans and Gods of Egypt and Pompeii, fucking always all these films Pompeii. that started coming out, I tried to forget Keith Sutherland's in it because I like Keith Sutherland. Have you, can you remember his voice in it? I never watched what it. What was he doing? I didn't watch it, mate. But do you know why? Because at that, around that time, we started this podcast and I think I had a choice of watching Skycraper or Pompeii. And I watched Skycraper and I think you watched them both. And after you gave me your review, I was like, good. On paper was terrible, and, and, and like all the way through, it, Keith Sutherland does his voice. It's like just fucking. Really? Keith, Keith Sutherland's like, and why should I do this? It's like, what are you doing, Keith Sutherland? Very mind he was hot after twenty four. Like, I know what I'll do. Um, well, I wish I could tell you it's all uphill from here, but still commanding the biggest salary in Hollywood. Two thousand fifteen, we get Furious Seven. How many Furiouses was he in then? Six, seven, and five. Yeah, yeah, he was in quite a few. Um, San Andreas, 
which, as I recall, nope. <laughs> as, as I love disaster movies, but this film, fucking forget. All I remember is the trailer. There's a woman on top of a skyscraper and she needs to jump on the rope and mm. she does. And then the film's like, San Andreas. I'm like, so what happens? The storyline is the world decides to fuck itself up with a with a earthquake. Hijinks ensue. Well, he's he, a helicopter pilot, which is convenient. Yeah. which But does that... Fuck me. So 2015, not a great time. But 2016, he genuinely peaks with either Central Intelligence, which is where I think The Rock has really mastered the art of selling a film now. Because him with... Um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is some of the funniest stuff. Yeah, they really sold that film, didn't they? We were all the behind the scenes, and um, and th- yeah, you're right. This is a game changer for The Rock at this point. It's, this is this is where he is viral. You don't even give a toss about the film now. The Rock mm. is money. With, I I think I think as well. I can't, I can't be for certain, but I think it probably is around now where The Rock's price tag goes up because you get The Rock's you, do you get the twenty rocks? million yeah. followers and. You know, and it's in his contract. He has his own production company, it's a Seven Bucks production company, where it's the next year where he earns the most money yeah. in the, of anyone. No and one even comes close to him in 2017. But 2016, like one out, genuinely one of my top films from The Rock, and one of I think Disney's best films of all time. Moana, Moana yeah, yeah. I genuinely yeah. think he's brilliant. Yeah. And every time someone says Frozen's brilliant, I would genuinely put Moana up there. It's got the catchiest songs. It's got great dick characters, and Disney always needs a dick character. Mm. And in it, it's they're up. <laughs> it's it's Maui. He's an arsehole. Moana has to deal with his shit. Yeah. <laughs> so great, great film. Beautiful animation. Beautiful I love the beginning as well. I love the beginning when you know there's the song on the island, and then it it cuts away to her escaping or just distancing herself, and she goes down the water's edge, yeah. and one of the elders is dancing with the so water. Grandma, yeah. And it's you know basically you know the water's reacting to it, and she doesn't really notice it because she's young and mm. then the water kind of just goes back to being water. And But you as an adult are like, oh, that's so beautiful. It's such a good opening to this film. And it, and that's that's amazing. But <clears throat> like all things, mate, all good things come that's to an That's in another one. The Fate of the Furious. What the fuck are they doing with the names of these titles now as well? I forgot they went with The Fate of the Furious, but don't worry. It's still time for it to get worse. Baywatch. This is, this is the bottom now. Not seeing it. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying I'm a great. I don't understand. Right, Barbie. I can see why you'd go. Who I, the fuck wants a big screen adaptation of of Baywatch? You, it, it's a joke, surely. Some people stand and The only thing I the, genuinely the only thing I remember about Baywatch is one episode. Uh, the Hulk Hogan's in it and starts a storyline that was then carried on onto WCW TV <laughs> because Vader pops a beach ball. There you go. <laughs> That happens. <laughs> um, Baywatch, I went to watch it. I got in a bit of a row with uh, two really good friends after watching it because they were like, I was critiquing it and they were like, oh, just took it for what it is. And back then, before recessions and pandemics, I was like, no, because I paid harder money to watch this film and I could be upset if it was crap because I was sold that it was going to be the big summer hit and I was sold that it was going to be a great movie and it was absolute tripe. And they say like 15 minute sequence of The Rock and Zac Efron going toe-to-toe in a completely unnecessary, macho, alpha male, muscle-bound sequence, which it just didn't need in the middle. Like, there's literally a scene where, like... So it's about lifeguards. Yeah. 
And you know, if you've seen like the Rock movie and or Zac Baywatch Efron, <laughs> or anything like that, it, it ends with like a fucking drug cartel. The only ones that can stop this is the lifeguards. Yeah. You know, not the police, not the FBI, not what the CIA. What do you think the police call, mate? Not even Homeland <laughs> Security. The fucking lifeguards sort it out at the end of it. How great would it be if, if the, the, the drug shot them all dead? <laughs> and there's like, Zac Efron's like the cocky. Like Olympic swimmer, gold medalist, who now is takes the job. Please tell me at some point, some point he's like, you might be a gold medalist, but you can't control these things. It's literally like that. It's like the rocks, like the rock, the rocks, like you're fast, but you you don't you don't respect water or something like that. Or, you're gifted, but you're cursed. And the rocks, like this mentor character, and Zac Efron's this cocky maverick, like Top Gun character. <gasps> Give him an airplane, and and it's just ridiculous. And it's like there's this scene where it's like no one's ever rang the bell and they it's like an assault course because Ninja Warrior was famous at the time and it's like where's that on the beach you know what I mean like no beach have I ever been to where there's this climbing frame that they're all over and then The Rock's like oh the last test is lifting these fridges and walking with them it's like we're on a beach still <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what's the last happening. one is you have to like take a Spanish test <laughs> and get 90% the last one's you got to get arm wrestle that dragon yeah. what why you got, you got to put on this bow tie yeah. and explain how to set the timer on the fridge. It is odd, mate. Very much is odd. I'm not going to lie. It, I, didn't, I didn't really particularly find it funny. And I remember saying to my friends afterwards, they were like, oh, yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's like explosions. And I was like, this is the Michael Bay thing where you just think, that, 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 just, yeah. you think that that's good. And it's not. And people pay money for this shit. And about a week after it came out of the cinema, The Rock was like, yeah, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you fucking eat And I thought, no, because you've told everyone that that's the fucking greatest movie this summer. People that aren't on your 50 million pay packet, they've paid hard money to go watch it. And I get it. I go. I get that that's the game. You're supposed yeah. to promote a movie. That's your job. But... Tom Cruise started it. The Rock has perfected but it. I think the difference is, though, I think Tom Cruise selects the films that he does very carefully. Yeah, probably, yeah. I think he does give 120%. What, you're saying The Rock, you mean The Rock, The Rock didn't Omanara over Baywatch. He was like, it was either this or the period piece. The autobiography of Fyodor Dostoevsky or Baywatch. Yeah. He was like, which one do I, which one would give me the best artistic license? <laughs> you can get dirty shit off of Baywatch. <laughs> Show off them right, mate. <laughs> I mean, Zach Efron looks also like in very good shape. Well done. I, I, you know, and if I was watching Pumping Iron Free, I'd be really impressed if I'm watching Baywatch. And yeah, I, I don't know. There's just, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. That I thought, I, I, I don't know. Again, if it was just that stage of your life where you're like, I, just the marketing's made me feel really sick after watching yeah. this film now. It, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. However, 2017 did give birth to a very successful. Requel with Jumanji, which we we both agree did work. Jumanji was brilliant, and it had a great cast, and they all worked. They, they all together. worked brilliantly. It was fun. No one thought. I certainly didn't think Jumanji no, no, did was going to be great, and it was. It, it did something that was a bit different. Like the the board game Jumanji itself gives up. It's like I need to be a video game. It becomes a video game. Kevin Hart again, mate. Jack Black. I thought Karen Jack Gillian. Black was done by this. Karen Gillian. Um, if two thousand seven to give you the high of Jumanji. It's time to get down, way down. 2018. I'd like to point out the film that started this podcast, fucking episode one, I reviewed Skyscraper as a film about a man inside a building who goes out of a building who now must get back in the building, but he can't get in the building. And yeah. I'd like to point out, pretty one wrong, Neve Campbell was in it. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Those are the two things you need to remember. The Rock can't get back in the building he's left. And also... If Campbell has a career. Oh, and, he, and, he, oh, and it's got the best foreshadowing. He's got Chekhov's gun. It's like, oh, you see that thing on the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I like it. But in this film, <laughs> it's my leg. That, that's only an issue when it needs to be. I, All the other time, forget it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like... The most, the most impressive thing about Skyscraper is he genuinely, for the majority of the film, keeps an actual shirt on. He doesn't rip it off at any point. He has a shirt. I also like about it as well. Like It's like... So they, they said it was like Tower Inferno meets Die Hard, but with a rock. <laughs> But the thing with the the thing with Diard is it was the wrong place, wrong time, but the right person. Yeah, he had the skills to do the job. Mm. He's an antihero. He didn't want to do it, but he was there and he had to do it because the people on the outside wouldn't do it or couldn't do it. So he steps up and does it. That's 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 Diard. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like, oh, I kind of engineered the building. I I, I I'm, I'm like the I'm, designer. I'm the only person. <laughs> So now all of a sudden that it makes him qualified to take on Doris. Yeah. I don't I didn't get yeah. it. I like the amount of uh, the amount of mathematicians that came forward to try and solve the riddle on the poster. My best thing was someone how has he jumped off the crane into the building. My favourite one is on Front Road in Lincoln. Someone did the maths on it on the bus station. <laughs> someone did the drawing on it. I love that person forever. Skyscraper was 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 rubbish then and it's rubbish now. He doesn't age well. He's so middle of the ground. I'm surprised you don't see it on the motorway in the middle then. It's so there. But mate. Rampage. I didn't see this film. This film could get to fuck. I'd never. Like, everyone was like, everyone's like, it's based on the game. I don't even know what fucking game you're on about. I never played Rampage. I know that you went to go see it. And the only thing I know about this film is at the end, the giant gorilla was supposed to die. Yeah. But fucking The Rock threw his weight and went, no, the CGI monster needs to live or I'm not promoting your film. And I'm like, it's a fucking monkey. I think it's an albino monkey. It's not well. real. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, there's a giant rat at the beginning on the space station. Of course, there's uh, there's Why? a giant monkey. There's Why? a giant crocodile type thing. Yep, I think there's a third. There's a werewolf, werewolf kind of thing in it. I'll as take well. your word for it. I still not seen it. I love the fact that is the rock also on this juice <laughs> because he's like no normal person looks like this. He, do you know what he does here as well? He's Arnold Schwarzenegger-ing. And what I mean by that is, Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh, he's an IT man. No, he's fucking not. It's like, who's The Rock playing in this? Oh, he's playing a scientist. No scientist looks like that. <laughs> he's a fucking pro wrestler dickhead. It, the picture as well is like, he's got the albino monkey and it's got like this big, weird, mutated like crocodile thing, the werewolf, and then The Rock with this big gun. It's like, rampage. <laughs> I uh, I went to cinema to watch that as well. And, I know you and, did. Um, <laughs> it wasn't wasn't too too impressed uh, with Rampage. I mean, it's fun. It, it's I, no one no one played Rampage and thought, oh, let, let's have a, let's have a film of this because it's a it's an it's an old video game. It's a yeah. it's a it's, it's an joystick game. One. Yeah, arcade like uh, Atari game that they have in it. You know, the villains in it. These like siblings, I think they were rich siblings, have it in the background in one scene. Like this, it's going to be an Easter egg. I hate that double breaking shit. You know what the worst one of that is? The you know when they did the Italian job and then fucking Matt Damon just goes, no, not Matt Damon, it's Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg says, why don't we just do it like they did in the Italian job? Like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Why? It's great if they hadn't seen the film. Like, why don't we just do one Terminator? Let's, let's just go back in time. <laughs> Although if in if in Tomb Raider. She locked the butler in the freezer. That, then I'd be like, yes. <laughs> epic. Um, well, like all things, 2018 comes to an end, but 2019 gives a, I'll be honest, arguably his best career year. Um, still one of the number one names in Hollywood. We're in 2019, I still couldn't tell you why, but he gets fighting with my family, which Perfect. he helps produce, and he's not really in it that much. However, it's uh, it's all about, I damn it. Page. By, yeah, uh, the Florence actress's Florence name, Pugh. Florence Pugh. Where she really by Stephen Merchant. They had such a great time together in, on the Tooth Fairy. Fairy. <laughs> I do. I do, I think Stephen Merchant does tell the story that The Rock was watching a Page documentary, a Channel Four documentary, while in a hotel in yes. England. 
the thought of The Rock in a hotel in England watching Channel 4 and saw a page documentary. I was just like, yo, yeah, well. And then reached out to Stephen Merchant and was like, I think you could write and direct this. And the Rock is an awesome businessman. He is. Oh, yeah. I've not even gone on to his TV show because the most the, the thing he makes most money from now is his production company. His production company is quite popular. Mm. Despite the fact, again, I couldn't tell you what they do. Pornography. Why not? Pornography and steroids because that's the only thing that I know. However, we did see this film in the cinema. You and I had to get it. And I've got a question for you. Why? Because you and I haven't oh. seen the Fast and Furious franchise. Hobbs and we saw Hobbs and Shaw in the cinema. I still don't know why. I thought it was going to reset the timeline. I don't know. Is it because Idris Elba was in it? Quite clearly was playing Superman. And we, and and we genuinely <laughs> wanted to see it. Was, he, was, he, was his character called London as well? I don't know, but I know that he... he oh, Brixton. Put, Brixton. <laughs> he puts on like special elbow pads and can now fly. <laughs> and is this the film? I, oh, please tell me I haven't got this confused. Please tell me this is where he's got... His cousin, who's like a scientist, mathematician, wizard, who was able to hack the program of that thing that no one knows how to hack. He's able to Jonah fix. Hobbs. Jonah, Jonah Hobbs. It's Jonah Hobbs. Yeah, uh, is uh, played by uh, Cliff Curtis. Yes, it is Cliff Curtis, who the is, greatest it, mind of his generation. <laughs> but hey, has chosen to work he, on cars on one island. He's in Dower Four, mate. Cliff Curtis. I'm, I'm fan of Cliff Curtis. He, uh, yeah, he, he. He, he's a mechanic on on, a, on an island with very little roads. What is the greatest? <laughs> is the greatest human ever lived? He can fix something that ten minutes before the film says no one knows how to fix. Yeah, yeah. And then the Rock uses his bicep to pull down a, a helicopter. Fucking the, the biggest sin of all this is, is this, the film was the Idris Elba is Brixton. <laughs> The, the film was the film no, was the audacity. Quit, <laughs> quit that. <laughs> the film was the audacity to make you believe that Jason Statham is a twin with Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is, that, is that my twin sister? It's like fifty-year-old woman she's looking good, isn't she? <laughs> Vanessa Kirby. It's like, if I was Vanessa Kirby, I'd be like, can we just change that to like adopted younger sister? Come on. Should have won an Academy Award. <laughs> Jumanji Two was alright, mate. I like Jumanji Two. It was alright. Yeah. I like. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because Jumanji Two was a lap of honour. Yeah, it was a victory lap. He took all the things that we liked about the first one, mm-hmm. acknowledged it when we know you like that, yeah. so we're going to do it again, but just a little bit different. I like the ideas that the characters change the avatar. I do think. How can you get a better sequel? How can you make it better? Get Danny Glover and Danny DeVito in it. Yeah. Just be like, why not? Yes. Yeah, and and it gave this idea that um yeah the 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 avatars were slightly different, so the characters got to change around a little bit. Jack Black isn't the shining star in this one that he was in the first one, but mm. that paved way for Karen Gillian to be more in the second. I quite liked it. I mean, it gets silly, but it does give the idea that there's a um, a third film coming because the villain, who is the Hound, is an avatar. So that means that someone in the real world must have been playing the game at the same time as Danny DeVito and Danny Glover and the others because who was playing as the villain? There is a third film. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. I don't know. Well, 2021, in a film that you and I both enjoyed when The Rock decided he wanted to be that hand solo crafty money, but at the same time, Hollywood wasn't making original films. They'd given in completely, and Disney was in this period where it was just making films based on right. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? I still... I still... Oh, by the I still, way, Haunted Mansion's out of the cinema right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just... I don't understand when... When someone's waiting for Disney, what should we do? Big Dodgems the movie. <laughs> what Actually, the I kind of watched that. Eddie Redmayne as a Dodger. 
Um, fucking, I like Jungle Cruise, but I don't like it because of the, the Rock's fine in it. It's, it's Emily Blunt. Yeah, yeah Jack Whitehall, I like quite liking it. Yeah, it um, it's fine. This was the film, though, that maybe, again, the Rock off screen. There's a, there's a, there's a scene, that, and the, I think the Rock is extreme. You've already said this, so I'm, I'm just going to echo it. He's extremely good at reading the room mm. and reading what's the culture at that time and what's in, you know, and, 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 so there's there's an interview with him and Emily Blunt where they're both talking about the film, and this interviewer's like, oh, you know, um, you know, you're 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 a great uh, physical shape still, you know, and and Jack Whitehall talks about how he's trained with you and stuff like, because Jack Whitehall again jumped on the Snapchat social media thing of being in the training yeah. room with The Rock. And every time The Rock uh, like came over to a machine, he'd up the weight and be like, yeah, you're set, Dwayne. And, you know, yeah, so it was quite funny. It's, yeah, it's joking around. But it goes back to The Rock in this interview and he's like, yeah, it was in the Iron Paradise, clanging and banging, as I call it. And you see Emily Blunt roll her eyes and the interviewer not be like, oh, The Rock, you know, and he completely on a dime changes. He's like, yeah, we trained for this movie. You know, I think it was really important. that." Do you know what I mean? He was like... Yeah, yeah, he had to. He went down one character route Realized he didn't get a response out of Emily Blunt and and the and the interviewee uh, interviewer, and quickly then changed to business rock. You, and, and he's very good at that. And that's genuinely. I know he's going to sound really stupid. It's full circle because that's only something you can learn in front of an live a live audience. Mm. The Rock said the reason he got so popular in wrestling was he let the audience tell him what worked. And what he meant by that was he would go out and say, "If you smell what the Rock is cooking," and when he came out the next week, if he saw signs for that he knew it was popular and he was like well they love that mm. and he developed his catchphrases based on the signs in the audience and he said that really helped him create character reacting to what he was given so he, he would go out there you kind of know what he's going to say he sees a rock that says pie he knows that fucking use pie as a pie. euphemism for sex so go for it um, Jungle Cruise is good I liked it it was alright yeah. it was alright well yeah yeah it was alright yeah Red Notice ah. no <laughs> you've, you've got film with Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is now just playing Ryan Reynolds in something. The Rock has made a career out of kind of just playing The Rock. You you need to give me something in this film, and you do not. You do not, and I'm a bit disappointed by that. Yeah, I, 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 again, I don't think Red Notice. Sick. I'm sick of the build-up being told it was going to be the best film since Shocking Last Bread. That it was like the the number one watch show on Netflix. Shocking that, isn't it? Yeah, well, Netflix never told us actually any. It's weird though for... that whatever film they want to promote is number one that week. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the things Red Notice as well is predictable and boring, and that's the worst two things for a movie. I could take a film that's predictable but exciting, but not boring. But I, I, I can't tell you both at the same time. I, I think it's just, yeah. Um, but 2022, we, we just decided to get his DC sticker out. Now, bearing in mind that I'd like to point out The Rock has been signed on to be Black Adam for. Like ages, like nearly ten years, they've been talking about it, and apparently he had a cameo in Shazam, but I didn't see that. I was looking at my dean. He said he had a cameo in Shazam. I missed it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Anyway, um, obviously Black Adam, which we spoke about, we're not huge fans of it. I mean, you got acted outacted by Pierce Brosnan. I didn't have a word, <laughs> but DC League of Super Pets are are you fucking beyond me? <laughs> Absolutely beyond me. 2022. I, I think. I think when, the Rock. I mean, he plays crypto. Doesn't he? he plays Superman's uh, dog. Yeah, it's which, just weird. Which again is, I, I. But then Disney had that thing. Animation has that thing of presenting films that you've thought, like the Lego Movie. 
And particularly Batman yeah, Lego. Yes. You never, you know, thinking of that. Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, um, Spider-Man in Spider-Verse, sorry. Yes. Anime opens a different avenue. Yeah, every now and again, so it comes out. And, and I love animation. It's maybe one of my favourite mediums of... It's, stop motion is probably my top one. No, yeah, yeah I get that. But I, I do love animation. And, and there is something about this that works so beautifully. And, they, you know, they can have fun, like, make Wonder Woman's pet a pig. Do you know? What they, they, yeah, there's just some of the yeah, I didn't yeah, watch there's it. There's so much, <laughs> so, and, and again, like most Kevin, of the people I didn't watch. It's Kevin Hart again, you know, but he plays like a pug. He's like Batman's, but like a dog, you know. And so there's there's loads to it that that are quite fun with it. I do think I imagine this film was probably the most fun to make. You're just pissing about, and so that was that was the Rock. And I, I genuinely just have one question for you: Is when did you get sick of the Rock? <laughs> Because because he can promote a film, and at one time he was the most popular person, and in a way he is probably still Hollywood's leading man somehow. But I'll tell you, by the 2015, I was pretty much done with The Rock. <laughs> I uh, I spoil a lot earlier than I should on people. I still think his best films came out in it's probably Jumanji. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> so he had the films he has coming out. He has uh, San Andreas two coming out. Fuck off! It's in development. Of course it is. He is in the he's the lead role in the remake of Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. I'm, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. And you is that true? That's true. I'm fucking disgusted. At the moment, by that. it's in pre-production, so it could get cancelled. It needs to get cancelled. Um, yeah, so he's in. Oh, it's in production, so they're developing that idea. He's obviously in the Fast and Furious film coming up. Yeah, Jungle Cruise two. Fuck off. Red Notice two. Of course. Uh, Moana, the live adaptation, because. Dare they cast anyone else as Maori? So he's playing Maori in the live adaptation. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. Fast X Part Two. Yeah, that's the one that I believe he cameos. That's the film he's cameoing for to set up that film. And then, even though this is much, much further in his upcoming, I think this is his next film coming out, and that is Red One, where he plays an elf, and J.K. Simmons is Santa, and Chris Evans. Is in it as well. There you go. There's a film of the six films you just listed. You finally found one I'm vaguely interested in. But I'd like to point out it's not because of The Rock. It's because of J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I mean, there's already pictures out of um, this is the this is the movie that he's been paid fifty million for. And then, then I'm again less interested. Straight straight to streaming. But J.K. Simmons does look the absolute bee's knees to Santa Claus. Yeah, he I does. Mean, but we've Adam is the perfect Santa Claus. But yeah, but exactly. In Klaus. The movie's called Klaus, and it was it's on uh, Netflix. So. So I'm not a fan of The Rock, mate, if I'm honest. I, I, I can't remember a time. I, I liked him as a wrestler, but to be honest, I thought Stan Corsi Austin was better. I liked... No, there you go. <laughs> I thing is, I like The Rock. He does a lot for yeah, charity. He's, he's he great, does a he's lot great guy. for the people that work around it. He, he, I think he is the uh, the saying of, of look after those that look after you. Yeah. I nice, kind soul. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's always times where he's he's giving... There's a UFC fighter recently who won his first, who had his first fight and won $7,000, mm. right? This fighter, don't know the guy's name, sorry, but he, instead of using that money, put that money back to his village from where he's from so they could get clean water. That's amazing. And this this MMA fighter is like sleeping on the sofa of the, the gym and that kind of thing because he hasn't got anywhere to live. The Rock and The Rock heard of the story because the guy had seven books to his name, the same as The Rock did when he broke out into wrestling. So yeah. The Rock goes, surprises him, gives him a load of money, that kind of thing, and and raised the status. I now know this guy because the, the news picked up the, the Rock when it goes to him. So I, I like The Rock in that side of stuff that he does. I imagine he's a great uh, contributor to like charities and stuff like that. I just, the thing I can't get around with him is how he will 
absolutely with conviction tell you that this his new film coming out is the film. Yeah. And then time and time again, I watch it and I'm like, oh, that was that was just crap. I, I, I didn't enjoy it. And I, I suppose there's always a place for that because this, you know, I suppose a lot of people thought that about Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah. You know, and, and I know that's an easy comparison because of the muscles, but I suppose a lot of people saw that, you know, when they saw, um, you, you know, a film like True Lies was like, oh God, it's just Schwarzenegger doing what Schwarzenegger does. You mean the greatest films all the time? Of course. But, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I'm really sold on. I think, I think the, the Rock's early work is where he genuinely, genuinely took a risk when he wasn't the leading guy. When he was like beating people up with wood is fine. You do, yeah. but but it's when he's like in Be Cool, where he's playing like the different characters. But he's not the main character. He's not the focus. Before he became like the juggernaut of media press, there are some films in there. Like I genuinely think, not Snitch, the other one, Faster. He's genuinely pretty good at because he's quite menacing. He's not. He's the antihero. When you get to Black Adam, Black Adam in 2022, it's the first time in about 12 years he's actually acted a different character. And I'll say Black Adam wasn't a good film, but at least he tried something different. But I genuinely think 2022 Black Adam as well. I don't know why he said 2022 Black Adam, like there's another Black Adam you get confused yeah, with. Yeah. But it also burst the bubble because it showed the Rock doesn't have the power that he thinks in his head he does because he was like, right, we're, we're bringing Henry Cavill back and we're going to have a battle between two giant monsters of a man. And for one day, he was correct. They brought Henry Cavill back in. He's at the end of the film. They sign him on. He's going to be the next thing. And then a week later, they went, no, get fucked. And they mm. destroyed that. So The Rock doesn't have the power he thinks he does. I agree with you. I think he's a nice guy. I think if you want to get some steroids, he knows a guy. I'm not saying he's on him. I'm saying he probably knows a guy. He spends a lot of time in gyms. <laughs> so I think the times where he does act, he's actually pretty good. I would, I would accuse him of being quite lazy and picking films mm. that he doesn't have to try that much in. But then again, how much of that is, is him and how much of that is directors? And that's a good point do, as well. Yeah, it might not be his fault. So my, my example of... this, We did a wrestling episode where we looked at act, wrestlers turned actors. And well, I... said Batista was the best Batista one, is the is the exception of the rule. In that Batista and Cena now, actually, since we did that episode, and when you look at Peacemaker, Cena, <laughs> Cena's stepped up. That's a good point, yeah. Um... I, 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 Dave Batista shows though that you, you know, he, he's a very good actor. I think Batista and, could win an Oscar. Yeah. I, I don't think there's about him. I, I, and, and Batista gets me in the cinema. The Rock doesn't anymore. The Rock has. Yeah. But I've been done dirty by The Rock. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you want, know he, do you know he's a personification of one spitting twice. He, he's bitten us. Yeah. And we're, we're a little hesitant to go back. I do enjoy it. Jungle Cruise, they say, charming, whimsical. Is he in the Dr- world, Jumanji? In the world that we live in now, where cinema time is scarce, you know, we went back for Barbie, but Tom Cruise, we've declined. Is The Rock going to get you to, no, I think to part rock, your money? I, no, I think The Rock is part of the problem. Do you think, I reckon that The Rock is the streaming, the streaming services boy. I think he is now. They're like, because we'll get I, The Rock I think, in. I, I, I think, right, I, here's, here's, one, here's an example. The Rock can, without, The Rock was called out for Black Adam because he said it was made a profit when everyone else was saying it didn't. And he wrote a big tweet about him saying, no, it did. Because The Rock's thing is he has to stay number one. He has to, you know, there was a time where The Rock's posts were all about number one film. Every post he was doing, number one film on so-and-so, number one film in the box office, number one film in this country, number one this, number one film for the 10th week in a row, whatever. Mm. It was all about being number one. And that's what made his paycheck go up. That's what made his persona go up. You know, it's easy to do that with the Netflix movies and the streaming services. Then 
Black Adam, which broke that because the box office because we could see. Yeah, they were like, no, you, you're like, you know, that, that that isn't the case. Also, if he wants to keep driving his price tag up, fifty million for this That's Red One movie, it's easy to do that on the streaming services. Um, but I think The Rock is part of the problem. I think The Rock has promoted movies that are dog shit, and people are now like, fucking hell, you know, like. I, it's expensive to go to the cinema. Even in 2017, 16, some of these films that we were talking about earlier, like Baywatch, you know, that... <laughs> forget it. No, but that that is someone's hard-earned money to go watch a film that The Rock's telling you is... is the Rock the said it was the best movie. the it's best a, film he's done. Saving yeah. Blockbuster. Uh, saving... Uh, um, uh, God, he's, he's, he's not that powerful. Um, saving the Summer, he was saying. The Summer Box Office, that film was. Mm. It, it got shit-tanked. Rotten Tomatoes went all over it. Critics went all over it. It was an alpha male fest of just ridiculousness. Feel the rock. I feel like the rock needs to. I completely agree with you. You understand, right? The rock needs to do an indie film and not promote it, and it let and let legend promote it, and just be like the rock was in an indie film about about a clown, mm. and everyone be like, no, he won't. And then the rock would be like, yeah, I did do something, and everyone would be like, what? The rock did a film he's not promoting. It's about it's about a clown that used to be fucking muscles. Mate, two fairy two, still toothing, mate. No, I reckon you should go proper obscure and just be like, be revealed as fucking Jason in the next fucking Jason series of fucking Friday Night there is, I mean, is it faster? Is it, what movie is it where Schwarzenegger cameos and bump shoulders with him? Fuck And off. it's a metaphoric passing the torch. You are now the guy. I, I can't remember. It's one of those. It's, it's that movie that you and I both said was actually pretty good. Oh, is it that, is, yeah. oh, is it that film then? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Faster. Uh, faster, yeah. So yeah, it's right. when he's coming out of the club and they bump shoulders and, <laughs> and it's, it's supposed to be like a, you are the guy now. You know, you're the you're, you're the muscle guy of Hollywood. You're the number one box office bloke. And yeah, I, 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 think, the rock, I think The Rock is contributed towards the downfall of the box office because I think families will, you know, if you took two kids, you know, to watch Rampage or Baywatch or any one of those movies before the pandemic hit, like that's damaging, Hercules, mate. I wanted my money back. <laughs> I wanted my money back. Bad. Oh, well, yeah. but I like The Rock as a person, right? So, and, and I don't wish any ill against him or anything like that. I'm not going to set a voodoo curse on him. Right. So the takeaway this week is The Rock's probably a lovely person. Avoid his films like the fucking plague. The Rock- he, no, no, he's got some work to do to regain that trust. I trust his little Bruce at the minute. That's it. You know, keep making your films, and we might come back. Best Tell film. You- Tell you what, though, you know when you were saying these upcoming films, I've noticed that they're all fucking sequels. Like, like he's but fucking just half milk. the work done it. Yeah, just half like the work. Milk them. His best film, going back to like 2010, do faster when he did a bit of acting. I think the best film he's been in is Moana. Oh, actually, yeah, I yeah. The best that. film Moana. he's been in, the best film, the best live action film that he starred in, that he's been, you know, that isn't Doom. <laughs> is is uh, I, I think is ah. Uh, I'll tell you what I did like. I know I know I've accused The Rock of playing the same character quite a lot. I did actually like his chemistry. I don't like the film, but I do like Hobbs and Shaw. Like the film's the film's nothing special. But he's okay in it. It's fine. I talked myself out of it. I was halfway through that sentence. I talked myself out of it. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's fine. Is it? Is it? Can it be, please? I'm sorry. Um, how? I don't know. Because it, we answered how actually is his juggernaut ability when sometime in the 2000s <laughs> after he finished wrestling it was then um, mm. why? because he can't he's very charismatic he's drawn in I've known for a while I don't really like his films but when I listen to him interview he's quite charismatic you know he's got he's got Factor X he's got it whatever it is that draws an audience in he has it he's had it from when he was wrestling in a small 
you know, when he decided to turn heel and join the Nation of Domination, Nation of Domination, his feud with Triple H, from then, from the arenas to the big screen, he's always had noise and he, we are drawn to him. So he has whatever Factor X is. He's got it. You, good for him. And what, what, we, what we probably haven't covered in this is, is that his, his films are a income stream to fund other things. Like, mm. I don't know all the films that Seven Books Promotion puts out. I, I imagine they do a lot of uh, indie films. I, I imagine they do a lot for, you know, the islands, Hawaii and stuff like that. He's very, yeah. very passionate about the places that he comes from, his origins, his family roots, his ancestral roots. I imagine he's done... He is the kind of person that I can imagine has put no end of money into raising awareness and stuff like that. And so I I'm, I think there's a lot of The Rock that I like. And, and I, I don't think there's anything bad in his movies being a vehicle for those important things. Mm. Um, so if I'm looking just at his work as a, as a, as an actor, um, yeah, I do struggle with, with a lot of his films. I mean, the other guys is great, but he's not leading in it. No. Um, he, he's walking tall, isn't it? It's probably walking tall. It's probably walking tall, yeah. Yeah, there you go, walking tall. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's our show for That's this week. Show. Let us know what you think about The Rock. Um, and I will. I am going to go away and look a bit more, I think, about Seven Bucks and what they do. I mean, obviously, now owns a American Football League. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that gets off. The XFL is the second time as well. Donald Trump owned it before, didn't he? No, it was uh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon brought it out as a rival to the NFL when wrestling was at its most popular. And he, he, he Vince just lost like 50 million on it like he's pissing it away I, th- I, th- I think uh, Donald Trump tried to start a football league yeah, once probably I know I know that I, he tried to start a team I know Vince McMahon definitely did that because The Rocks bought the XFL yeah, I remember, off him, I remember yeah. that now yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's true that's our show for this week let us know about The Rock let us know your favourite movie let us know which uh, film we have missed that we probably should have gone back and revisited and get in touch with the coolest, coolest. film character is it Brixton from Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> Is it Jonah Hobbs? It could be. Do you know what? Jonah Hobbs, maybe. Or is it Crypto, Superman's dog? Let us know who's the coolest character in film. If I don't see you there, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye.